0: Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris.
1: Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything. It is the Monday, April 4th edition of the show. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And we have got a lot to talk about from a Jam-packed weekend. We got MLB coming up this week. We uh we've got the NCAA tournament going on this evening. We will start off with that here momentarily. But uh but WrestleMania, ooh baby, I was fired up for it. Good good stuff with WrestleMania, which I have not watched in uh, forever. Like I actually watched the whole thing on Sunday night. I watched a little bit of it on Saturday, and uh, and my three-year-old is now somewhat obsessed with wrestling. So, uh, big-time stuff, but we'll talk about that here momentarily. Let me go ahead and tell you. I'll get the reads out of the way first. How's that? We'll go ahead and do winningcureseverything.com. That is the website. You can find everything that you need to know about us right over there. Very easy to do. winningcureseverything.com. Along with that, you can also subscribe to the podcast at any of your favorite podcast locations, and you can also... If you're watching on YouTube, you go ahead and knock out the YouTube. Hit subscribe on that as well. We are over 5,600 people. We want it to be around 6,000 by the time football season gets here. And then we will set a new mark once we get beyond that. But, uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe on the YouTube and that you like the video for us and jump into the comments, jump into the chat. We would love to see it. We have got a big-time basketball game going on this evening, Chris. uh, I don't know if... I don't know if you're aware, uh, and, and I'll let you finish that, and I will go ahead and <laughs> talk a little bit, but we've got Kansas and North Carolina. We're going to react to the Final Four here momentarily, but uh, this is a big-time matchup. Blue Bloods, et cetera, I'm I'm fairly excited about it because of the matchup that we got. If it was Kansas and Duke, I think that I would be a little underwhelmed with it because it would be so much of Coach K, and instead— We've got an underdog, which is strange that, you know, North Carolina would ever be considered an underdog, but this is an eight seed. If they win, they would be tied with Villanova from the early 80s as being the highest seed to ever win a national title. And that is absolutely insane to me. One, that North Carolina uh, would be an eight seed. (laughs) And two, that we've never had anybody other than teams seeded eight or lower to win a national title. I mean it's just bananas to me. Uh but Kansas, the only number one seed left in the field. And they are a four point favorite against North Carolina right now with a total of one fifty one. Uh Chris, have we got you back in?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm i i have been here the whole time oh God, uh, I heard I just mute myself. <laughs> I'll mute myself if I have to handle some stuff. Okay. Uh yeah, no. It's a it's a it's a huge game. Big game. And uh see You're right. It's weird saying North Carolina is an eight seed because we all know they're like they're stocked with you know one and two seed talent players. You know, it just took them a minute, yeah, and uh, to to, to figure some things out. Um, and 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 I I I gotta stop seeing them as a big time underdog. They're definitely not a Cinderella story after they have taken the head off of Duke twice, and uh, you know that's the biggest thing. This line is the exact same line as the Duke line was, and North Carolina plus those points. I'm probably going to take North Carolina plus these points, but that's only because I love them. Uh, I think I think Kansas is a is a better basketball team.
1: Yes, I, I tend to agree. Now, I will tell you this. I really wanted to take North Carolina plus four and a half when it opened up on Saturday night after the Final Four matchups, uh, but... I couldn't do it not knowing what Baycott's status was, right? You know, he had the ankle injury. Uh, Apparently, he went through practice. Everything's fine. He came out and said straight up that, uh, look, they're going to have to cut my leg off in order for me not to play in this title game. And I totally get that. But that doesn't tell us exactly how effective he's going to be. And he is such a huge part of what they do that I'm a little bit worried about it, right? Now, the numbers overall, overall season would tell us that Kansas should actually be favored by mm, two and a half to three points, somewhere around there. Uh, Instead, they're favored by four. They were four and a half on Saturday night. Uh, You know, if you look at the last six weeks or or a few weeks before or a couple of weeks before the NCAA tournament started, uh, you know, Kansas would be favored by half a point, maybe. And that is incredible, considering that North Carolina had been playing at a top five level. That just shows you how well Kansas has been playing in that same time yes. period. Uh, they actually got point guard play now. Remy Martin didn't provide a whole lot in the Final Four game, but leading up to it, he actually was able to competently lead the basketball team and and score points. He didn't have to score points in the Final Four game because when, when you got guys like David McCormick coming in 10 out of 12 from the field, I mean, it, I don't know yeah. where that came from. Uh, no, know, they, o- were, they
0: were, they were, one, they had one guy, I can't remember kid's name. Ochaio-Baji. Seven out of 10 for, th- for yeah. three point Like yeah. that, like that, what do you do with that, right? You, you don't do it. This guy's anything. got 21 points <laughs> for three-point line on, on 10 shots. I, I don't know how you stop that.
1: It's, uh, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. And so, I, I am not certain. Uh, I, I want to take North Carolina plus the four. I didn't bet it. I'm probably not going to bet it because I would, I wanna I'll probably do some live betting just when I see what Baycott looks like. Because he is such a huge factor in this game for North Carolina. If they don't have him, I don't know how they handle Kansas's pressure. I don't know how they how they handle Kansas down low. Well,
0: I think they're gonna have him. I think he's gonna be fine. I don't think this injury was a big deal. He came back and came on the floor. The only reason he came out of that game was because he fouled out. has nothing to do with his ankle. I think he's gonna be fine. I think he's gonna muscle up. I think he's gonna play. He's gonna play great too. By the way,
2: the
1: um, the total. By the way, uh, one fifty one. I'm I'm showing that that's like a couple of points too high.
0: But yeah, well, it's a it's a championship game, and people love to bet overs.
1: Yeah, so, that's I, I would probably take the under to, there. Um, yeah, to me, that's what that is. I, I'm kind of also debating. also
0: you have nerves. Also, yeah. you have nerves. You have the first, you know, seven minutes of the game where this thing could be, you know, three to four because teams are missing shots and nervous, but it's a big stage. And, and these are still 18-year-old kids, 19-year-old kids. True. True. Very true.
1: Uh, the other side of this, uh, I mean, North Carolina coming off of an insanely emotional victory, uh, it doesn't the get the much bigger That's the biggest thing there. that
0: hurts in North Carolina. Yeah. That scares me because they just, like, tackled their efforts. Um, you know, the, ending Coach K's career a month after ending – his his career in Cameron and like just being the ultimate spoiler for the biggest bully on the block for a long long time has uh, got to be the greatest feeling in the history of of, of, of North Carolina and, and playing and they got a game left yeah. and that's the thing they still got a game left and uh, and that's usually signed for let down
1: yeah yeah that's I, I, would, I will tell you this I'm my pick on the show, I'll take Kansas to cover the four, uh, because of all those different things that I mentioned. I'm still going to take the under 151. Uh, I don't feel great about any of it. <laughs> I'm going to live bet the hell out of this thing uh, once I once well, I get a feel for what, it early.
0: What's up with this? Who's having a better? Who's having a better couple of months than Roy Williams?
2: Oh My man! My son Roy
0: Williams <laughs> is just watching him screaming, dancing man, it was just incredible seeing this guy in the stands and knowing that he coached at Kansas for 15 years. Then when he goes to move to North Carolina, he names his successor, Bill Self, as his assistant, takes that job. And then he goes for 18 years to North Carolina, names his successor there, and and, and Hubert Davis. And these two guys are going to match up in the final game tonight. That's amazing. A year after his retirement.
2: Like it Good didn't, it to didn't be Roy Williams.
0: <laughs> there were people that were saying, oh, do you think – like I heard some people talking to Do you think that he had any jealousy or bitterness thinking he should be the coach of this team? Like he wishes he was down there. And you know what? I didn't see any of that. I saw a man that is happy – that is ecstatic. This is a guy that is enjoying retirement better than anybody else right now on the planet is enjoying retirement.
1: Well, I will tell you this. I don't think, uh, I don't know that they would have made it playing the way that Roy likes to play, right? It, that was one thing that Hubert Davis did is he came in and changed up the philosophy that North Carolina has. And, you know, I I like the way that it's going. I think he is so excited because he doesn't have that pressure. Like, the older you get, the more pressure there is to to get one last one or do one last thing, and uh, every loss at the end of a season ends up hurting that much more because you don't know how many more chances you got. And in this situation, he is just enjoying the hell out of all of it. Like, he doesn't have to worry about anything. He's just, we're, we're going to ride this uh, until I get tired of coming to games. And he's just hit all the games, smiling, enjoying himself. He is having a blast. I, I don't know of anybody that would enjoy retirement right now more than roy williams i think you're right yeah. as as far as the picks go uh so i like i said on the show i'll take i'll take kansas to cover the four um and then i'm going to take the under 151 again i don't feel great about it what uh you're you're going to take north carolina and then you roll an under as well
0: take um, taking
1: north carolina yeah okay that sounds good let's talk about wrestlemania right quick uh did you see any of this Do you, i don't know if you watch nope. this stuff or not so nope.
0: Not not one second. Didn't care about it at all.
1: <laughs> so the Saturday stuff, like I had it on. We had a couple of friends over at the house. Uh, I turned it on for just a little bit because I just got Peacock, and you know it's it's on. It's whatever. It's I don't know any of the people, so that probably hurts a little bit. But uh, on top of that, you know I'm a huge Pat McAfee guy. I love. I think he's super entertaining. Super at everything that he does. He is really, really good at it. And McAfee was wrestling on Sunday night. And there's all these other matches going on, and I couldn't care less. But I I don't know. They don't set this up like UFC, where you know which match is is coming when in the card. So I just had to leave it turned on. And Lincoln came in. He went to church with his grandparents last night. And he came in and immediately saw uh, Randy Orton and whoever the the bro guy is that he's Currently teamed up with like a tag team guy and immediately fell in freaking love with wrestling. Like he has been all over pirates and whatever kind of little boy stuff trucks and whatever, anything that's somewhat violent or loud, he's into. And this completely grabbed his attention. Now he he turns four in May. I thought it was a little early for him to be at least, you know, super interested in this. Man, he tried to do wrestling moves, jumping off the couch on the, on the couch cushions and whatnot for the rest of the evening until it was bedtime. And as soon as he woke up this morning, he started in on, hey, like, can we play wrestling? Can we? And I said, man, you got to go. Like, <laughs> I got to go to work. Uh, but he was all in on it. And I got to tell you, WWE got me back with with that Pat McAfee storyline that they had did you see any of the stuff on social media at all, or, or do you need me to give you a quick rundown on it?
0: I mean, I saw a bunch of stuff on social media, like, you know, I mean, I, I saw the worst Stone Cold Sunner in the history of Stone Cold. Like, you're <laughs> bringing a 60-year-old man out there, the Stone Cold Son, a 70-year-old man, and and it looked like shit. Like, alright, that's exactly what I thought it would be. Okay. It Pat McAfee, I so like, asserted. like, Pat McAfee's <laughs> got a huge following. Okay, Pat McAfee's on Like Pat McAfee's the hot blonde in the room all the time. Okay, like yeah. he's entertaining, but you know, at some point in time, just give me some substance, all right? Give me, give me, <laughs> give me something of depth, okay? I want to have a meaningful conversation here, and and I just don't feel like I get that. Listen to the Pat. That's fine, which means yeah. he's great for wrestling. I grew up loving wrestling. That's that's great. Right. Yes,
1: yes. No, that's it. You and I used to sit and watch this stuff at, uh, at your house all the time. So back when we were in elementary school. But this uh, this whole Pat McAfee and and this kid Austin Theory, whatever this is, that storyline brought me back in because, you know, McAfee ends up winning the bout, and he does like some crazy athletic stuff where he's jumping on the top rope, and then he bounces off, does a backflip in the air, and lands on his face. It, 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 crazy stuff, right? And he wins his fight. And he starts to get a little cocky, and he's pointing at Vince McMahon because apparently the kid that he beat is McMahon's protege or whatever. And he brings McMahon into the ring, and McMahon is going to fight him. And the the fact that they had this thing scripted out like this, where McMahon is actually fighting with Pat McAfee, and he's clotheslining him and all that, and it's like McAfee is running directly into the clotheslines. Like, it is so obvious that Vince McMahon is past the point of being able to wrestle. And, you know, they they well, call him Pat McNey has never wrestled. Like yeah. he's never done any of this stuff. Well I mean
2: he, he, he has is better at this than Pat. Uh
1: well I mean Pat like he he did the, the NXT stuff. He did some stuff uh over the past like two years or whatever. Um Okay. But, but regardless, All right. All right. like 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 this guy hasn't cut his jib on any of this stuff, man. He hasn't paid no. his dues. No, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. But uh, you can't convince me that Vince McMahon at 76 years old is, is capable of getting in a ring and doing anything. Like, it's insane to me. Uh, and it didn't look like he was capable of doing it. It looked completely like if anybody had graded these things out, this would have been graded an F for sure. But the thing that it got us to was the like the, the callback, right? Because they bring out Stone Cold. And it it's, incites that whole uh, rivalry that they had back in, like, the late 90s. I think it was the late 90s uh, when Stone Cold was beating up Vince McMahon on the regular, right? And he was whipping ass, and he was like, here, you son of a bitch, and all that kind of— It was—they brought him out, and that Stone Cold stunner you were talking about, that was the worst one I've ever seen. Yeah, it was absolutely dreadful. Like, I've never, and Stone Cold gets up and starts laughing immediately about it. And and you could tell it was one of those laughs that was like, This is such a shit show. Like, what are we even doing? They they won me back completely
0: What are we doing here? What are we talking about right now? <laughs> We're only thirteen minutes on, on something nobody wants. Oh,
1: God almighty. It's hey, I had a blast with it. I had an absolute blast. Okay. It was so right. entertaining.
0: That's awesome. You have, you have fun we're not a wrestling podcast.
1: What are we doing? <laughs> hey, I wanted to talk about it. So we talked about That's it. And we ought to spend six right. minutes at on one it. What
0: point in time are we gonna stop talking about it? We're gonna <laughs> get to a point. Pat McAfee, he did wrestling now. Again. Hey. Okay. Hey,
1: tell yes. me tell me this. Uh so so Roman Reigns or, or Brock one of the other gets injured. I don't, last I don't night. know
0: who either of those people
1: Okay. I don't know who Brock Lesnar is. It's two of the but, it's two uh, big time dudes. Apparently both of them got injured in the middle of their fight last night. Uh it, it, why don't you think WWE like publicizes uh, any of these injuries? Like, why don't they just tell people what's going on with that stuff?
0: Why? Why would they? Why would they have to? I, I mean, it's, it's a made up thing. People have been getting hurt forever doing wrestling. Why? Why would they ever talk about it? I mean, it's a good point. It's like, it, the there's negativity some
1: stuff... on the story. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. I don't know. Maybe maybe it helps people believe that it's a little more real. I guess because obviously the they don't stunts care. are
2: real. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. No, wrestling, wrestling was small time for a long time. Yes. And then as soon as the cat got out of the bag and they openly admitted that it is uh sports entertainment and not real, guess what happened? Wrestling blew the hell up. Because then they stopped trying to pretend it was real and they started making it more Hollywood. They started making it bigger and better. Things that were not realistic happened. And that's when it got big. So yeah. why would they ever go back to the business model of "oh, it's more real"? No, no. terrible idea. Hey, you do back have long. a
1: point there. You do have a point there. Uh, I was reading something earlier, uh, and I'm trying to find it. Uh, the the WWE's net worth this past year, like what they brought in, was over like well, well over a billion dollars. It's a new record for wwe like i did not realize that it, it had remained and continued to grow as big as it has uh but they brought in nick khan who was at caa and he's you know he's the new president they brought him in i guess a year and a half ago somewhere around there and he has grown this thing just gigantically uh but what they did at cowboy stadium was unreal absolutely unreal it was it was a spectacle to behold, man. I, I was shocked. I was shocked. Yeah, I hadn't watched this thing since you and I were watching it uh, in your room back when we were kids, really. And, man, I was, I, I was tuned in. I was dialed in on the stories. Uh, I do want to talk about some real sports. <laughs> I do want to discuss that. Uh, we have been hinting at talking about Major League Baseball for quite some time. Are you prepared to be able to give out maybe some World Series picks or talk about some of the moves that have gone on inside Major League Baseball?
0: I'm prepared to talk with anything you want to
1: talk about. Well, let's let's do it. I know this about MLB. I know that the AL East is absolutely freaking loaded this year uh, with the Rays and the Blue Jays and the Red Sox and the Yankees. I know that all of those teams are supposed to be pretty good, and the Yankees are supposed to be the worst of the bunch. Uh, I will go ahead and tell yeah. you I do have a, a small ticket on the Rays plus 1,600 to win the World Series, and I've got a small ticket on the Giants uh, at plus 2,000. To win the World Series, those are the only two that I have played thus far. What uh, what are you looking at? What kind of moves are we looking at? I know Freddie Freeman has moved over to the Dodgers, but we've got other stuff going on. Tell me what is happening in the world of MLB. Well, I
0: mean, okay, so you are talking free agency, or do you want to talk about picks? I mean, it's well, that's a, how about really this?
1: Give me give me some picks first, and then uh, give me some moves that that maybe pointed you in that
0: direction. So I I do think. I, I, every year I'm going to pick my Red Sox. I think, I think they're really good. Now there are years where I don't think they're very good. I don't think about years. Um, I think this year has a chance to be special if we can get a sale back. Uh, the AL East is a gauntlet and any team can win it. That's not named the Orioles. Um, the downside of the American League is I think the other two divisions are chalk. I think the Central and the West are going to be White Sox. And uh, maybe Minnesota can kind uh, of do something, Minneapolis, and uh, it, it keep that thing close. But I don't know. And um, and, and I think uh, Houston is going to still be strong. And I, I would need to see something from Seattle or the A's to uh, to think that they can contend. National League is where it's totally up in the cards, like just as wild card as wild card gets. Um. I love, 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 love the Mets before DeGrom went down and now I need to have an idea of how long is DeGrom down. Like, if he misses half the season, I think we're okay because the season's really long. I, I need to know that if DeGrom's back and healthy and, like, gets, you know, seven or eight games under his belt, ten games under his belt before the playoffs start, I, I think I like the Mets to win NL and have a really good chance at winning the Nash, the, the the World Series. Right. Um, I, I yeah, yeah. That 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 team has gotten significantly better offensively, but pitching wise, Degrom and Scherzer is the best one-two.
1: When Scherzer's, Scherzer's dealing two, with injuries and, too, right? And,
0: and Patriot? No, no, Max. Is fine. No, Max is going to be healthy. Max is an absolute warrior. God, okay. He he no no. He, he's going to pitch. He's going to make all his starts. And, and he's going to be great. Okay. Philly's um, loaded up, loaded up on offense. But at, at some point in time, I have no idea what. The, I, and I'm not going to pretend to be a baseball expert. I I don't know what their pitching looks like. To know can they hang with uh, with some of these other big bats. Uh, the team I like in the Central was the team that won the Central last year. I think the the Milwaukee Bucks, which I don't think they're favored, but they might be. Um, I'm not Bill Watson, but I'm taking a fastball. The Brewers. Um, I, I like the Brewers a lot coming out of the Central. And uh, I think the Cardinals – the Cardinals, I think, are about to run out a, uh, uh, like like an old-timers team. Like, hey, remember when we used to be really good and special? Yeah, we're, we, we've got Yachty for one more year. We brought Albert back. we got Carpenter back. Yeah, those were big signings in 2010. Like, that was 12 years ago. What are we talking about? So, um, you know, the Cardinals will compete because they're always good. I just just don't know that they're going to make a big enough splash. Because I don't think there's a lot of – I'm not going to say that. I don't know that the Cardinals make, make the playoffs. I like your Giants pick. The Giants were completely shocking last year. I would love for the Padres to be good. But, man, the Padres can't get out of the Padres' way. Um, well,
1: that's why you know. I didn't bet them. A, if you look at the yeah. odds for uh, for the NL West, uh, Dodgers obviously minus 225. The Padres are plus 275. Uh, the Giants are plus 500. And the fact that I can get the Giants at plus 2,000 uh, to win the World Series, I, you know, it, it's still kind of short odds. But you're not going to find anybody for, uh, for great. Uh, and I don't know that I have to have the Giants win the NL West uh, to win the World Series. You know, so I I think yeah. I feel pretty good about that one. Um, yeah, no, going uh, going back to what you were talking about about the Mets. Uh, I mean, they're plus two hundred in the NL East. Um, the Braves are plus one twenty five. Did the Braves kind of lose the heart and soul with with Freddie Freeman running over to the Dodgers?
0: No, okay, so I think they lost leadership. Yeah. But they also lost, you know, they lost the World Series MVP for Air. Yeah.
2: Putting together
0: that team on the fly, the way they put them together, the Braves are still going to be really good. That's why I said that the NL just like the AL it's, it's a, you know, there, there are, I think there are three teams in that mix that with win it, um, from there. Uh, but I think there's just going to be some letdown. I think there's going to be a little bit of a hangover. Um, I also think that like, so they picked up, oh God, I forgot his name. They, they picked the first baseman from the A's, uh, that per his war is better than Freddie Freeman.
2: And so like all the
0: advanced stats, if you look on the back of a baseball card it says they upgraded by letting Freddie go. And, and, and I, I understand and I have an appreciation for those things. I don't think they're irrelevant completely, but also you're, you're not just replacing Freddie. You just, yeah. that, like that just doesn't happen. I think your team is worse without him than with him. Um, and uh, and so you know those things happen, but I think that in L you know with him in L A he won't he won't matter at all. Like he's just another he's just another mercenary in a room full of full of mercenaries. Okay, and at some point in time those guys just just start shooting each other because that's just the way egos go. And and if they don't one day then then I you know everything I know about sports and, and guys being ultra competitive is wrong. So.
1: Yeah, no, I could I could get down with that. Uh, as far as the Cardinals go, uh, we were we were just talking about them. They are plus two twenty five. Uh, that is second best odds uh, to win the NL Central. The Brewers are minus one eighty. Uh, other than that, yeah. you got the Reds at plus one thousand. You got the Cubs at plus twelve hundred. You got the Pirates at plus five thousand. Uh, well, I mean,
0: the Reds and the Pirates are are in, and we're just not spending a nickel mode, and we're going to take.
1: Yeah, that's I, that's why I was surprised that the Reds were were actually. Uh, shorter odds than the Cubs right now. I mean, Cubs are plus twelve hundred, and well,
0: I mean it's, it's okay. It's it's, it's split hairs though, right? Yeah, I mean it's, like, it's plus one thousand. At the end of the day, neither one, neither one of them are going to win it. All right, but so the Reds were good last year, which is why maybe they got better odds than, than the you know
2: the, than Cubs.
1: the Cubs. Yeah, no, you're uh, you're right. Uh, the Astros have uh, the second best odds to win the World Series. Uh,
0: yeah, no, I think the Astros are still good. The Astros are still really, really good.
1: It, 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 I don't know why that irritates me. <laughs> like they just continue to find ways to be really, really good all the time. Uh, they're an incredibly well-managed organization, and and yeah, like they they had the whole scandal and whatnot, and everybody hates them. Uh, you and I don't well, necessarily on,
0: on. agree. Only only, only weak-minded, petty people hate this. Okay, yeah. And, and let me let me explain that. all right? This, this is it. There, there's a huge case going on right now in New York where it's 100% positive that Rob Manford caught the Yankees doing the same thing. They just weren't using a garbage can, but they were using technology. They were using cameras to do all of this stuff. And this is what I, I said this the second the Astros got in trouble, I said this. Listen, guys, there are they're, they're probably 25 of the 30 teams doing exactly what they're doing. And everyone wants to scream and holler, yeah, but they're not doing it, like, openly. They're not blatant about it. They're not – okay, all right. So, because somebody is more reckless, that makes them worse than everybody else who's getting away with it forever. And then you get Aaron Judge going on national TV crying. Crying! This are a grown-ass man crying because somebody cheated you out of a possible World Series? Somebody cheated you out of your MVP? <laughs> oh, God, I'm cheating. Oh, <laughs> God. Well, look at your home and away stats in offense, baby. And let's talk about who should be crying, all right? Because when you're on the road, you can't hit Dick. You know why? Because you don't have the ability to cheat. <laughs> and I'm not. And I hate the word cheater because I know everybody's doing it.
2: Yeah, yeah. The
0: exact same thing could be said for the Dodgers. You cry about that same season. Cry me a river. Don't go walk in the Pacific Ocean. Just keep on walking. Just keep fucking walking. Okay. Because nobody cares. Jacob a... DeGrom, one of the greatest pitchers of all time, talks about System- systematically. When I was in a playoff series against the Dodgers, not one time in my entire start, not one did the, did the Dodgers swing at a single curveball. But when we went to New York, they swung and missed every curveball. Now, yeah. now somebody explain to me how that's just magic. But we're going we're gonna to have the ball to get on national TV in front of sports writers and cry because this team beat us cheating. When you're doing the same thing, it's the same thing. When Alabama loses the recruit, oh, they got to be cheating to get them. Like, you got some balls, man. How the hell do you think you're getting them? Everybody's doing the same thing. Well, if everybody's doing the same thing, that, that, that I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying it's right. But I'm saying you damn sure can't play a victim. Oh, agreed. everybody can be a bad guy, but nobody gets to be a victim here. Yeah, no, I, I
1: I fully agree. We got a little derailed there. Let's let's try and bring this thing back on the tracks here. Uh, have you seen the ESPN power ratings uh, to begin the season? No, I've,
2: I've looked
0: at no power ratings. Looked at nothing. I just I've watched a little bit of Spring Training. I've just watched where these guys go.
1: All right, so, so they've got uh, number one here is the Dodgers, which I think everybody knows exactly what they've picked up in the offseason, what they already had, et cetera. Uh, which, by the way, I forget the guy's name. Uh, God, longtime sports columnist in L.A., and he thinks that the Dodgers are going to basically become what the Braves were in in the late 80s in the 90s. where is it you Bill know, Plasky? Yeah, Plasky. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you yeah. you saw this then.
0: No, I just know who Bill Plaschke
1: is. Okay, so do you agree with him that no. they you you think uh, they're going to rail off some championships? Then
0: no, oh no, no, no. They're, listen, look, they're they're the Chiefs right now. All right, it's a it's a it's a dynasty of one. Okay, exactly. That's that's <laughs> what right? the Braves were.
1: That's that's what he was talking about. Basically, like
0: yeah, oh, they're probably going to win a bunch of divisions.
1: They, they may yeah, win their division. They're
0: going to guarantee win a bunch of divisions. Like, that, all right, they might win. Some, they, they didn't win the division last year. Agreed, agreed. So, like, well, what are you so when are we going to start counting? Like, yeah. they won the World Series two years ago. They didn't win the division last year. But all of a sudden, we're just going to chalk it up to, to like, I know San Diego's got their issues this year, but, like, they're obviously spending tons of money, and they're trying, and they've got a lot of talent, all right? The, the Giants are doing whatever they can to, to – to, Stay pace with these guys. Like, you you just think these other teams are just gonna roll over? No, well, of course not. No. What happened for the Braves to do this, Gary? It's very simple. The Mets were a complete and utter catastrophe. The the Phillies were a complete and utter catastrophe. Two of the worst ran organizations on the planet, and they were in a division with the Marlins that weren't even trying to win. Okay? This yeah. is not hard. How do you how do you win in a race of four guys sixteen years in a row? Well, two of them are morons, and the other one is just just not even running the race. They're, they're, they're covered.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so yeah, that's how that's how you get sixteen in a row. Yeah, and I doubt that it's they'll turn into
1: that. that. Um, I, I think that they they will be competitive. They will make playoffs, etc. Uh, but you're right. I mean, you're you're looking at a completely different uh, mindset in the division. Because the Padres ain't going away. The Giants are not going to stop competing. Uh, the Rockies, they'll, they'll have a good year every now and then. And the Diamondbacks kind of do the same thing, right? It's like once every four years, well, they kind of load up, right?
0: I think it's more than every four years. I mean, they're on pace to not be real good for very often, uh, the, the Diamondbacks and the Rockies. But the, you've got two other teams that are trying and are competent.
1: Yeah. No, the Padres and the Giants, for sure, like, they both want – uh, World Series titles. Uh, Padres hadn't had yeah. one in a long time. Giants, of course, uh, won a couple of them not too terribly long ago. I'm,
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that I remember the Padres have never won one.
1: Uh yes, that is correct. That is correct. They have not won one. Um, God, I thought they had one like a, forever ago, but nope. uh, but my God, I think you're right. Yeah, they've never won one. Striking. Uh, interesting. All right, so uh, so yeah, so I mean, Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, when he returns, like you know, uh, like I, I'm I'm curious to see uh, what the. Well, I don't think like he's
0: returning anytime soon. I think he's going to be out for a know? long time. Yeah, long time. Um,
1: yeah, I mean we'll we'll see. Like they've they've got it, he should be back in time to. I I think it's like three months. They're saying he's going to be back in like three months, something like that um you know we'll see <laughs> I, I don't know i want the Padres to be good i just he kind of feels like uh he he's kind of the heart and soul of that team a little bit and i know they got better players like not better they got good players around him etc this is a good organization i just don't know what you do without him like you need Manny Machado to step up you need Will Myers and uh, Eric Hosmer etc um you know i'm i'm curious about them is there anybody else uh, that that you want to point out? Uh, I'm I'm still shocked at your at your Mets pick there, uh, and I know like it's obviously different without Degrom, um, but I just I, I feel I feel like the Mets have done this to people for years, right? They just haven't been great uh, in a long time, and they're always kind of projected to be that. So I don't know.
0: Oh, I like them. I think they're going to be good.
1: So Pete Alonso doing his thing again, yeah. We uh we shall see. So who uh if, if you had to make two bets on the World Series uh, aside from your Red Sox, who would you go with?
0: Uh, Blue, blue Jays and hmm. Huh? you know what? I, it's probably Blue Jays, blue Jays and the Mets. Those would be my
1: two picks. Okay, Blue Jays plus nine hundred, Mets are plus twelve hundred. So I like it. I like it. Not too shabby. So and you know, so long as deGrom comes back, you know, middle of the season, somewhere around there, even even a little later in the season, uh, they could still find their way into the playoffs and make some noise. Uh and you're right, DeGrom and Max Scherzer, yeah, that's that's a one two punch that's that pretty is, hard.
0: That's a one that's a one two punch that's that's pretty damn scary.
1: No, you have got that And they've
0: right. got offense.
1: So Yeah. No, you're you're not wrong there. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at
2: Hero.co.
1: Let's talk about uh, a reaction to the Final Four a little bit. North Carolina did beat Duke 81-77. Kansas won 81-65 over Villanova. Uh, What I wanted to talk about is... I saw this question posed somewhere else and I can't remember where it was, but I wanted to get your thought on this. Is Duke more likable without Coach K? Like if we don't have, it, no. is is all that hatred just for the one guy and, and the way that he went about coaching basketball and it just bled over to his players? Do we think that any of that changes when you bring in John Shire as, as the new coach? I don't think it does. I think Duke is still, an incredibly hateable team and people will continue to watch them and hate against them, uh, for as long as they continue, you know, this run, even without coach K. Uh,
0: I think they're hateable because of their, I mean, it's a rich Ivy league school or a private school, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing is, is this is about class. This is about, you know, you know, people who, who are privileged and feel, you know, as if, you know, I don't know. The general population has an assumption that rules don't apply to those folks; that they're not playing the same game the rest of us are. Anybody yeah. going to school at Duke? Yeah, yeah. And so that. that's 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 not going away just because the K K's gone. Now K was a big part of that culture. I think.
2: Oh like, yes. Like
0: I just I just do like he you know he instilled but it into him. that was.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's where you got so, all of the the Bobby Hurleys and the. Uh, whoever else, uh, Grace and Allen, etc., that that all kind of did the same thing that everybody kind of disliked all the time, right? And and, and and
0: they don't. Let me let me go on record and say not to say that that is true. I'm just saying that's the perception. All right. Yes. So people who hate Duke, this is why they hate them. Okay? Uh, I will
1: tell you this: uh, that Final Four game, there were a lot of people that became North Carolina fans just for that one night, that would have never cheered for North Carolina. And they were all pulling for the Tar Heels. Like, that, that's something well, they that... They cheer for North Carolina.
0: North Carolina's a fun team.
1: <laughs> Great, but they're a blue blood, and there are people that don't exactly like the blue bloods. They feel like they get... Okay, but all
0: right, all right, so who's who's a blue blood, though? and Who gets to dictate that? Because I, while I, I, I agree to an extent, like hating all blue bloods just doesn't make any sense because at some point in time there's just so many of those as a part of the as a part of the you know the sport that like you, well, you're think, now just okay then you're just not going to watch the sport
2: then
1: I think in college basketball there's only like a handful of them right you you've got your Kentucky no. North Carolina Duke right, would you say you got,
2: Villanova's
0: a blue blood no see I think I think the majority of college fans. And people who write about the sport would completely disagree with you. Uh it depends on
1: I, I I think here's here's who I have as a blue blood in college basketball. Indiana, UCLA, Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina, and Duke. That's that's the six blue bloods. I think did I you, think those you, six. Did you
0: say Kentucky? Yeah. yeah. Did you say Louisville? I did not say Louisville. See, so, so that's insane. Why would Louisville not be one? Uh, because they're not good right now. Because they're not good today. Well, no, I
1: just it, it, like I, I don't think that you can have, uh, you know, thirty blue bloods. Like even though there's three hundred and fifty some odd whatever programs in college basketball, I think there's only like a handful of them.
0: Well, what makes a blue blood then?
1: Uh, years and years. Like nobody,
0: uh, nobody. Okay, nobody. See, that's because you're almost forty, Gary. Nobody in college basketball is afraid of Indiana. Nobody. agreed. Because they haven't been good enough to be afraid of. Villanova's 100 times the better program as Indiana over the last 10 years. I'm not, yeah, not giving you just last year or the year before. Maybe 20 but years. 10, 15 years. Yeah. yeah, 20 years. Villanova is far, far better than, than Indiana. But because Indiana was great in the 80s, like what the hell does that matter? Well, but Indiana was, was great
1: longer than that, right? So you you got your no. You, <laughs> well, those, those are the were ones they? that I've got. How,
0: how great were they in the nineties? How great were they in the nineties?
1: I mean, they weren't great, great. They they weren't you know national title great, but they were they were good. So
0: okay, but that's not blue blood. Like, we're not talking
1: about that, right? Who who would you have as a blue blood that I didn't list? Well, I I don't I I
0: I, I would have you UCLA. I don't know if you said you. I don't remember. Yes. Who you said. A,
1: so. Hold on, listen. UCLA, Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke, and hold on—I said somebody else. Uh, oh, in Indiana. Th- those are my six. So, but UCLA I would have, and
0: Kentucky. I would, I, would, I would have Louisville. I would have Villanova, and I would have all of them in over, over, uh, over. You know, Indiana. Yeah. Just okay. because I know Indiana. I know, listen, I know Hoosiers was a great movie. It's one of the best movies ever made in the eighties. So I loved it. All right, one of the best sports movies of all time. And I know that that was a big thing for a long time. At some point in time, tell me why you're good. Tell me why you should still get this accolade of being a blue blood. It's not you can't have a bad year. It's not that, oh, we were down for a year or two. Man, you're not good. Like, you're not making the tournament. You're missing the tournament for a decade. True, true. That You're not a blue blood, man. I don't. I don't think you have to make it every year. That's an interesting question. What you question. did in the in the eighties doesn't matter anymore, man. We're just too far gone from that. All the people alive today don't remember that. All the people alive that do remember, it, they don't remember it because they're too old.
1: True, true. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'll, I'll disagree
0: on you about that. I'm, uh, I'm not adding a definition for, of but, blue blood. But, but I think, but I think Villanova absolutely fits it. A, you got a private school. B, you got so you got big money. You got uh, you got a school that doesn't play football, so they only play baseball, basketball at this level, okay? Because they're an FCS school in football, um, and, and so it's the most important sport to the school. And see, oh yeah, they make a shitload of tournament, and uh, they win their conference every year. And oh yeah, they they got like a couple of titles as well that very few people alive have.
1: That's uh, very true. Very true. And uh, I'm not you, talking you, about – Aside like from said, titles. You
0: can't just be good for five years and call yourself a blue blood. That doesn't count. No, no, no. But, but we're talking 10, 15 years, 20 years? No, no they, they belong. And so they belong. Indiana
1: basketball is is effectively uh, Texas football and, and Nebraska football as far as blue bloods. Uh,
0: I, would, I would say Nebraska – I mean, Texas has been better than them in comparable, you know, ways, right? Yeah, yeah, I think like, so. Like they've had better seasons than Indiana's had in basketball and football.
1: Uh yeah yeah I I think I think you're right I definitely think you're right so that's that's interesting we might need to spend a little more time on that uh, later on uh, just kind of going through definitions of blue blood and and what we think blue bloods are et cetera because I you know you could maybe consider Gonzaga that at this point because it, it's been twenty years I mean they've made the tournament what sixteen yeah. straight seasons I, yeah I didn't bring them up yeah
0: but but I would absolutely throw them in there. I would absolutely throw Gonzaga in there as a blue blood. Yeah,
1: I don't think you have to win a title to be, uh, to be considered blue no, blood.
0: I don't think you have to have a title. And I don't think you have to be good right now. Like, like I know Louisville is not good right now. And they haven't been good for a couple of years. But this isn't – you can't take away what they did five years ago, though. Like, True,
1: true. Uh, the other thing that I want so, to bring up, um, let's see. We have got – oh, Kansas. Kansas beating Villanova. Uh, how interesting is this going to be if Kansas wins this and then gets their IARP stuff and they're banned from next year's tournament? Which basically means had the FBI done all this stuff, they would not have even been eligible. Or Not the FBI, but the NCAA. If they had gotten on this a little bit sooner, they might not have even been eligible for this year's tournament. Uh, how big of a storyline do you feel like that might be once this tournament wraps up?
0: Uh, I, I mean, maybe once it wraps up, it'll become one. But I don't think it's that big of a deal. I, I think everybody knows what's going on in college sports, and now all these things that they did that they got in trouble for that were illegal are all legal now. So it's it's just really hard for for your casual fan to care. Uh, schools that hate Kansas will absolutely use this against Kansas. Um, but but I mean, it's you know. I can't get any fire under them for, for, for this stuff because I think it's dumb. And if the FBI didn't get involved, then then the NCAA would have never found any of this stuff. True. Because they're completely in that. Which is,
1: think about how crazy this is. The NCAA was able to get more stuff on LSU than the FBI did. and But that was
0: only once the FBI opened the... The, 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 uh, the basketball case. The which, basketball which, corruption case. Yeah, like the FBI started the thing like if the FBI didn't start the thing then nothing nobody then the NCAA gets nothing yeah
1: yeah and then Will Wade is uh is still there doing his thing and you know uh you're not having to worry about Matt McMahon rebuilding an entire roster which is great have you seen that by the way uh, every single player on LSU's roster is in the transfer portal that's uh, now obviously yeah. this is not a final four topic but uh that shocked me I I've never seen that before Oh so, that's
0: shocking. They're about to get hit with a bunch of sanctions. This is the other thing the NCAA does. They're real good at punishing people that didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we've talked about that before. I mean, that's that's yeah. what they're great at. All yeah. these kids for, for Kansas, next year, and listen, I'm not crying for Kansas. I don't like them, but that's irrelevant to whether I like them or not is, is irrelevant to right or wrong. Um all these kids, you know, that are gonna get punished that go to Kansas for this stuff, like they, they weren't a part of it. They do anything and break. It, they break the
1: rules. Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're not wrong. I mean, that was what four years ago that all that stuff started, or no, five at yeah. this point. It was 2017. And that is just bananas. Just bananas to think about. Uh, I got three more topics that I want to hit on right quick. Um, Butler, Butler basketball hired Thad Mata, and you may remember Thad Mata as being the. I, I know
0: Thad Mata very well. I like. That. Oh yeah.
1: He uh, used to coach at Ohio State. He was actually the Butler head coach for one year in 2000 and 2001. Uh, then went 24 and eight, went to the second round of the NCAA tournament that year, and then he bolted for Xavier. Stayed in Xavier for I want to say four years, um, and then ended up you know leaving there and, and went to Ohio State for a long time. He had back problems, and he's only 54 years old. Like he's he's still relatively young in uh, in basketball coaching years. And, you know, if if he's back to being healthy, uh, Butler did a pretty good job here. You know, it, it was strange that they they fired uh, Jordan when they did. Uh, Lavelle Jordan, like, his contract was set up very, very differently than most college basketball coaches, uh, where it was April 1st when his contract, uh, the buyout would drop. So they had to wait and wait and wait, because most of these were done, you know, what, second week of March? And then yeah. this is the last one that actually opened. Everybody else has already filled the job. So, it, Butler was was kind of choosing from a limited pool here uh, because everybody else is already starting looking at, at recruiting, like early uh, recruiting and whatnot. I I think, you know, th- if if he's healthy, if he can go out and recruit, if he can actually do his job, which he was not able to do at Ohio State towards the end there because of uh, the back surgeries, uh, if he can do this, this job, like – they hit a home run, like I don't know that you can get better than Dad, uh, than Dad Mata. You kind of feel the same. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, I, I like, I like Coach that. So you know, it, it's, it's hard for me to not like this hire. I think they, I think they got, I think they got a great guy. I Think they got a great coach. And I don't, I don't think his back's going to cause him problems. Like Butler's not, not in the recruiting runnings for you know top, you know one hundred kids. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they're not getting NBA lottery ticket guys. So he's not making the recruiting runs that he was making at Ohio State.
1: True, true. You are not wrong about that. Uh, I did want to bring up, obviously, you know, anybody that follows this show knows that we talk football quite a bit, so we can't go through an entire show without it. The Patriots, they got Devontae Parker, wide receiver from the Dolphins, traded a third-round pick for him. And my question to you, sir, is if you were the Dolphins, what in the world are you doing? Now, I understand that Parker has had trouble staying on the field. He's been injured, you know, pretty regularly. But there's not a player in the NFL that has more contested catches than Parker. Uh, This may be the best wide receiver that they have had there since, you know, not counting tight ends, obviously, but just wide receivers since Randy Moss. Like, I don't know that you've got a more athletic guy that can go up and get the football. Uh, We can talk Julian Edelman. We can talk, you know, stuff like that. But... This guy could be a superstar if he's healthy. Uh, he just hasn't been. He's played one full season with the Dolphins. I, if you're if you're Miami, why would you do this?
0: Um, I I, I just think your wide receiving room is full. That's it. I mean, yeah, and I'm sure that when, when's he going to get on the field?
2: Yeah, I mean, how many touches you going to
0: get? And at some point in time. Egos are a thing, and if he's getting a third of the balls, and Waddle's getting a third of the balls, Tyreek getting a third like that's not going to work.
1: You know what? I didn't think about. Uh, I wonder what the contract situation is with him.
0: Well, very little. I think he's still in his rookie deal. He?
1: I think so, but I think it's getting close to the end. Uh, no, no, no. Okay, it might be getting. He signed a four-year, thirty-point-five million-dollar contract with the Dolphins. In da,
0: da, 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 20. Well, four years, $30 million ain't a lot. Uh,
1: here we go. All right, so he's he's only $6 million against the cap this season and then $6.3 million against the cap next
0: season. And then he's that's an unrestricted free agent. For, for, that's pretty cheap for a big-time wide receiver.
1: That is true. Uh, and, and I, okay, so here's he's not on his rookie deal. He is 29 years old.
0: Okay, so he's been in the league a lot longer. I guess just not seeing him on the field much. Kind of lost track of how old he was.
1: Yeah, I, I, I would definitely say that. Uh, looking at – uh, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I don't know how good this is going to be for the Patriots. I hope it's great. Um, he's got to stay healthy. He's got to be on the field. The Patriots wide receiving room has been the worst in the NFL for, I don't know, the last five years, six years. Like, and it's not close, by the way. It, it's really not close when an aging julian edelman is the best receiver in the room, like in the room like that's a problem like it's good to have that guy in your locker room he can't be the best like that's that's where we get issues yeah
1: yeah no you you're
0: not wrong bill belichick has completely debacled the wide receiving position you don't he don't miss much
1: but no, he, he has missed that. He definitely he has, has that not. badly. The, the drafted ones that he has had are, are pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah. They have not done well. Yeah. Uh, and this is, you know, it, you take a swing, you see what happens. Uh, he played all 16 games in 2019. He played 14 in 2020. He played 10 last year. Only had 73 targets with 40 receptions last year for 515 yards. Uh, that one year where he played all 16 games... He had 1,200 yards receiving. He had nine touchdowns. So, you know, I, the problem is he played 14 games in 2015, 15 in 2016, uh, then 13, 11, then he played uh, 16, he played 14, and he played 10 last year. So, 93 total games. He's only started 64 of them. Uh, you know, 4,700 uh, yards receiving. Like, he, he can be a stud. If he can stay on the field, I think that's the biggest thing. That is the biggest yeah. thing. It it could work out wonderfully, uh, but now if you're the Dolphins, you got to play them twice a year, and and maybe it's only once a year. Like <laughs> maybe it's only the early game. Uh, who knows? So, but yeah, you're right. I think their receiver room is is pretty full, pretty full. Uh, we'll close out with this one. Michigan's spring game was this past Saturday, and at halftime of the spring game. They brought out Colin Kaepernick to throw in front of NFL scouts. And I found this very interesting. Obviously, he's got a connection with Harbaugh. Harbaugh and and Kaepernick uh, went to the Super Bowl. They went to two uh, NFC title games. Uh, Aside from that, you know, there's obviously a connection there. But, you know, he looked pretty good throwing the football. He's only 34 years old. Uh, If you're Michigan... First, why do you bring Cap out? Because all that does is invite controversy uh, to your spring game. But it definitely does get you a lot of press, a lot of publicity. Um, he turns 35 in November. Kaepernick does. Did you see anything about this? Do you think that there's any prayer that he ends up on an NFL roster this fall?
0: It's going to depend on what kind of contract he wants. I think this has been the issue all along. And I, and, and, and I know that people can argue – the NFL racism issues also. Listen, I, I'll talk to a blue in the face about how awful some of these NFL teams are. Okay. Yeah. Like, like these guys got issues they got problems, but they all want to win. Okay. And it's cap one of the better 32 quarterbacks in the league. No question in my mind. He is, he is better than 32 other players playing quarterback right now. Like that's not a debate that we can have. Um, the problem is, is what does he want? Because there are reports that he, you know, he yeah. had contract offers, like, thrown at him last time. And the reports that, you know, I read and I saw, and I don't know how much truth that this is, is if he was wanting, like, you know, and this was, you know, five years ago, however long ago, three years ago, that he was wanting, you know, $30 million, $26 million. Oh, yeah, you and, and I talked about this
1: uh, before last season, I think, because it... Didn't he have a workout in Atlanta or something like that? And, yeah. and yeah. yeah, he obviously has shown that he can still fling it, but, you know, he's making so much from his production deals and everything else, his deal with Nike, whatever, that he didn't want to just come back and, and actually be a teammate. He didn't want to come back and work yeah. his way back into it, and I think that's the, the holdup, right? That,
0: that's the holdup is you're going to go to a team, you're going to have to compete for a starting job. No one's going to just hand you one, but you know I'm going to get set anyway. This isn't just a cat thing. Um, you're going to have to earn your way to the spot, which is fine. And you also have to take a salary that's comparable to that, okay? Like, you can't come in and demand $30 million. I know that I know that millions of – every quarterback in the world right now is making $30 million. But not all of them, okay? And the ones that have or are, are that, that – I think Cap could be better than Kirk Cousins. Like, I at least have film on Cousins. I'm at least watching him play every year, week in and week out. Like, yeah. I know what he can do. And I also know what he can't do, but I know what he can do. Like, there's no debating what I what I know he can do and what he can't do.
1: Uh, looking at uh, at the active roster Cap allocation, uh, the Titans have three players. They are number one. Their average cap dollars per player is thirteen point four eight million. Um so that I mean their their cap for twenty twenty two that goes towards quarterback is more than any team in the league. Uh that's forty. And here's the thing now.
0: I know I know that he would not fit in well in the South. Nashville would not be the greatest place for him to sign for his Politics and his views and all this stuff, and like how welcome he's going to be to a lot of the fans. But that's an unbelievable landing spot. I mean, that's an incredible landing spot with the rest of that roster and being able to come back and say, I can play, I can compete, and I belong here. Because and, and, I think that's what he needs. Like, if he was smart, he would sign a one year deal for not, a, like, don't demand a ton of money. Make an incentive late and then go to a team that's really good. And then earn your incentives by putting up big numbers, putting on the show and winning a bunch of football games. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could, like, I don't go to the New York that. team. Like you'd be welcome there. Okay. Like those cities and those fan bases would love you, but don't go there because that sounds like a disaster. And then everyone's going to say, see, we knew he couldn't play. Look how terrible he is. Like, that, uh, you I'll don't tell want you to this.
1: do that. Uh, so the, the one that everybody has him linked to right now, uh, the Seahawks only have two quarterbacks on the roster currently, and their cap hit for this next year at the quarterback position is only two point three million. So,
0: well, yeah, I mean the Seahawks, and everyone, and that's like Pete Carroll actually interviewed him last time. Like I could see him going there, and he'd fit in well there. But you're not going to win a ton of. Football. I think they're in a rebuild, man. Well, like, yeah. like this doesn't matter. Like at some point, do you want to come in? You want to be awesome. Or do you want to come in and and do you want to you know get paid? Because those are two different things. you want to prove you belong, and you just want to get a paycheck? Yeah, yeah. No, that's because you sign one year for the Titans, and you and you make the playoffs, and you roll through this shitbag division. This division is garbage, man. Look at.
1: it. Oh, it definitely is. Okay,
0: if you can't beat out Ryan Tannehill, what are we? Why are we having this conversation? All right. Yeah, Tannehill but hey, is the, see, is the biggest cap hit in the league. Team.
1: Like it's it's not
0: easy. And I think he can beat Tannehill out. Like like I I think he's just as good if not better than Tannehill. And some of that's because I haven't seen him play in a long time. And I see Tannehill play all the time and It ain't real impressive. So Wait, he and Tannehill
1: like, are the uh they're the same age. Both yes, thirty four years old.
0: There's no there's, oh yeah, thirty five it's not a big deal. Like like, you know, it's just not. No. Him not playing for all these years doesn't bother me, doesn't concern me. I think he can pick that up. Rookies coming in the league and never played at this speed before, and and they pick it up in a couple of weeks. By week four, they're fine, right? Like so, so to pretend that 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 Colin can't is it, is just people that don't want to see him in the league. Okay, but if you want to have an honest, intelligent conversation about it, you got to say you have to show us, you have to explain to us why you think you're worth so much more money than all these other quarterbacks. You know, yeah, I think he's head and shoulders better than Baker Mayfield. But right now, you can get Baker for a song, okay?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, true. So, I mean, it, it, ba- so you got
0: So at some point in time, we've got to balance this thing of what are you worth and, and what can you produce. And that's why I would sign a one-year prove-it deal for a team like the Titans, and and then would just give yourself a ton of incentives. And and if you, and you have a big year. And you, and you blow this thing up, then great. Then yeah. next year, next year you have seventeen teams throwing their quarterback off a bridge to come hire you, come get you. And
1: yeah, this is true. This is true. What uh, what do you think the purpose uh, behind Michigan actually, actually bringing him in was? Like, is it just press? It's Jim and him
0: are close. That's I think it. Jim and him, I don't even think it's press. Uh, Jim Harbaugh thinks of nothing but football. I, I truly believe that. I think that guy thinks of nothing but football. When people think all oh, these great coaches would be great at other things, I point to Jim Harbaugh. I say, no, 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 no. no. This guy's great at football. But he would be terrible at almost everything else in the world. <laughs> so so if you think he could run a CEO, you know, Fortune 500 company, you're, you're mistaken. You're just wrong. Okay? He'd piss everybody off. He'd run everybody out. All his talent would be gone. Like, no, he just knows football. And – because of football, he has relationships, and I think he has a great relationship with Colin Yeah, I believe you're right. I believe you're right. I think that's why. They I also him do in. think this. I don't think Jim gives one damn about the PR for media. I'll tell you who he likes. This is going to help recruiting. This is going to help Jim get some of those boys from the South that are the top 100 players in the country not going to Michigan. They're going to say, "Hey, you know we." I'm boys with college. Okay. It, and, and all of those kids on the South, fans of college.
1: Yeah, that's true. That is a, And, you, you, and I think I do
0: think it could I do think it could help with recruiting. But but I'll tell you, even if it wasn't gonna help with recruiting, I think Jim does it because because Jim loves college. Because they have a relationship. Yeah. The whole world yeah. can think you're a shit bag, but if you're good to me and we have a good relationship. Then I don't care what the whole world thinks.
1: Yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna
0: help you out. I think I think that's commendable so, for sure. That's that's my that's my thought on 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 that, and that's that's why I think he did it, and and I think it's good for Colin. He probably is in great shape. He hasn't taken the hits that all these other guys have taken all these years.
1: Oh yeah, I mean it, it was 2016 the last time he played in the league, so it's been six years now. Yes. I, uh, but, again, so, it, it's, does it make sense for him based on, you know, like like you said, what does he want? That's, that's the biggest well, thing. Well,
0: that's the biggest thing. At some point in time, if he's willing to put some of these other things aside and say, all right, I'm going to be a football player, we have seen guys try to be football players and focus on other things, too, It don't go well. It just don't.
1: Exactly. So, like, is he willing to trade in – the, the production yeah. company and, and all that stuff in order to focus on football.
0: Yeah. And I'll tell you this, there's going to be conversations. So not that there weren't conversations in the past about not wanting Colin around and all this other stuff. That's fine yeah. for the, for the image of the league and all this other stuff. There's going to be conversations about this guy can make a video proclaiming this sport that he's trying to get back into as like slave auction. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that that's kind of – so this is the thing that, that I struggle with with Colin is, is the same thing I want from everybody, just consistency, man. Like, if this – or if you really thought these people were slave auctions, if you thought the draft was a modern-day slave auction, my problem is this. Why are you trying so hard to get back into it, man? Like, this is the issue is you don't, you don't get to say that this is the worst organization on the planet and then say, man, I really want to be a part of that organization. What do you
1: say about you? <laughs> hey, you're so, not wrong. So like
0: there's some there's some inconsistencies that I think PR folks need to get in his head and they need to sit down and they have honest conversations with him about and they need to figure some things out. But but I just want consistency in this world. If something is bad, then it should be bad and you should be staying away from it. And if something is good, then then you should you should push the goodness of it and want to be a part of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, they most don't, players,
1: don't most players go to the NFL in order to make money. Like that, that becomes their yeah. job. Uh, Colin Kaepernick's already got a job outside of that. Like he's already got, he's yeah. already making money. That's so, hard. so what is the purpose? And I, I, so, I can't, I, mean, I don't know, know what that answer is.
0: I don't either. But like, you, at some point in time, you got to stand before somebody with whatever organization gives you a chance, and say, "Hey, I, you know." I was trying to, I was trying to make a point, uh, and 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 maybe my point was wrong, and maybe you know maybe I went too far, maybe I went, you know, I don't think he owes it to the league, you know, I wouldn't call Roger Goodell and tell him a damn thing. That guy could kiss my ass, but like, <laughs> you know, and you can disagree with certain things, yeah, and then still want to be a part of like, you know, the organization or the the the, the you know the league. You don't have to agree with everything about them. I think they're massively flawed, but I still love the sport. Yeah. You
1: know? He just hasn't come out <laughs> and said that he loves
0: the sport. I've I've never I've never accused the draft of being a modern day slave auction. You know. Yeah. Like that's the difference. That's pretty gross depiction of, of humanity or the lack of humanity. And, and and then you say, Well, but I want to be a part of that. Like if I thought something was that egregious there's no chance i'd be a part of it i'd be as far from it as possible yeah
1: yeah i agree i agree 100 percent.
0: but that's it i mean I, you know i i if if you don't think colin is better than 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 some people that are going to start on nfl teams at quarterback this year you're you're just wrong and you you can't or you're just not watching We can't football. have an intelligent conversation. Yeah. And if you think Colin is the best quarterback in the league and deserves $30 million day one, you're wrong also. Yeah. And the truth lies somewhere in the middle of all of that.
1: Well, the deal that the Falcons gave to Marcus Mariota is is something similar that, that Kaepernick, you know, uh, it, it seems like that deal would make sense for a Colin Kaepernick figure, right? It's a guy with starting experience that has shown that he is capable of of being able to do it. Don't get me wrong, he was not great uh, that last season with the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, he got beat out by Blaine Gabbert, who – where is he? Is he still in Tampa Bay right now?
0: Like, I I, I don't know if Blaine Gabbert's still in the league, but maybe he's with Tampa Bay still. But
1: that's, but that's what we're saying, right, is, you know, he got beat out by a guy that may not even be in the league anymore. And, you know, I, I still believe that, yeah, he, he could be really good if he wanted to focus on it. He's yeah. still got all the tools. Yep. It's just that will he actually focus on it, and that's something uh, I guess only he can answer. So, so we'll see what happens with it. I thought it was very interesting from this weekend. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to hit on? Maybe maybe South Carolina women winning the national championship
0: over UConn. No, I mean Miss Dawn, baby. Woo. <laughs> She's a bad lady. Yep, you better She's believe a bad, that. Bad bad lady. Uh, was, um, is there
1: anything else that uh that we need to hit? No, I can't think of anything. I'm looking at ESPN, see if anything's breaking or anything like that. I don't think that there is. Uh, the Masters are this week. We, we might should have given out some Masters picks, but uh, we can talk about that on, on the Thursday show. So, there's no problem. No problem. We won't be able to give, uh, you know, pre-tournament stuff. Hey, uh, you think Tiger's playing?
0: Honestly, I do not. And the only reason – my only logic is this. He, he, he played – um, last week one day, and then he didn't play the next day. And I I think if he could have played, he should have shown I can go out and play two days in a row to yeah. win the Masters or even to compete for the Masters. You got to be able to play four days in a row. Yeah, and and that's that's the thing is, is I don't I don't know if his body can hold up to that. I'd love to see it. I oh, absolutely man. love to see it.
1: Same here. Uh, it would be his first appearance in a regular PGA Tour event in more than 17 months. Uh, it says he was seriously injured in a car wreck outside Los Angeles on February twenty-third, 2021. So he, doctors nearly had to amputate his leg. It's rough stuff. Rough stuff, but we'll see. I mean, that's that's the talking stuff that's going on to the Masters right now. It's front page over on ESPN, so we shall see. Uh, oh, what do we have here? Hold on. Eagles and Saints shake up first round of 2022. A,
0: that, I saw that trade. That doesn't make any sense. They're, they're both trading a bunch of draft picks. No, but neither one of them moved up at all this year. Like, it doesn't make any sense at all.
1: I have no idea why they – yeah. I, did, I don't you, know. did you read the picks? Yeah. The Marie, Eagles uh, traded
0: the 16th and the 19th pick, and then, like, two late-round picks, two for the Saints, 18th pick, and um, – And a 2023 and like first round. Three other picks. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just I I don't understand that draft at all. Like, I, that's a trade that's just these are these are guys that are bored.
1: And that it's kind of what it seems like. This is this is really weird. I don't I don't understand who gets an advantage here, or if anybody does. I don't even know that anybody picked up more draft picks in order to.
2: No, that's what you said.
0: This this I saw it while we were talking, and I, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like that. This is just two guys that are sitting at a bar that are drunk and just want to want to do something.
1: <laughs> like, hey, what if what if I gave you number two thirty seven and you gave me one ninety four, but then I also give you one hundred one and you give me you know whatever, right? <laughs> the the, defi-
0: the definition of attention whores right here. Okay, <laughs> this is this is nobody's talking about our team, and so let's just make a trade so people will talk about our team.
1: I mean that is. I mean,
0: technically, I guess it gives the Saints two draft picks in this draft first round instead of next, you know. Yeah. I guess, I guess it does that. Like maybe they really love this draft and they want two first rounders. It because it's what it does do. It does give the Saints two first rounders
1: instead of one. Yeah. And, and the Eagles already had the number 15 draft pick and they had 16 and 19 as well. Um, yep. So now they've only got two first round draft picks this year instead of three. And the but Saints they have, have two to. next
0: year as well. But, you know yeah. what? This makes sense. All right, just saying that this makes sense to me. And the reason it makes sense to me is this: if I'm the Eagles, I don't want three draft picks from the same draft because yeah. if it happens to be a down draft, you gotta you you got a lot of groceries from a from a from a store going out of business, and that's not good. All right? Yeah, that's true. That, that's, that's not true. what anybody wants. But and Shifter Chep-
1: came out and said that the trade actually sets up the Saints. Uh, or it sets up the Eagles better to potentially draft a quarterback in 2023 if Jalen Hurts doesn't work out.
0: Well, yeah, because it gives them two picks next year. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that makes sense. I guess, okay. I guess I'm okay with it. Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose The so. Eagles
0: turned four picks into four picks, and the Saints turned two picks into two picks.
1: Not too shabby. <laughs> they just rearranged where they were getting them. That's not yep. bad. That's not bad. All right, anything else you want to hit on? Nope, let's go. All right, I'll let you get out of here. I'll wrap this thing up. Hey, buddy. All right, be good, bud. All right, so let's go ahead and wrap this show up. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. That is the one-stop shop. Everything you need to know about us. We certainly appreciate all you guys for being here. If you've not already, subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you get your podcast. leave a five-star review for us, if you would, so kindly. And make sure and, uh, and leave a written review. If you can do so. I think Apple Podcasts is still the only one that lets you do that. But Spotify lets you leave reviews. I think Amazon Music does as well. Whatever. Whatever your podcast app is, go ahead and knock that thing out for us. Also, the YouTube. Like the video for us if you would. And make sure that you are subscribed. Jump into the comments. Uh, Saw several people in watching today. We would love to hear from you. So go ahead and jump in those comments and let us know what you think about the show. uh, What you want us to talk about, etc. We've got a few off-season shows left. And then... Once we get into May, we start previewing college football teams. So we will start that thing rolling very, very soon. But with that said, it is almost time for us to get out of here and go ahead and start watching the national championship pregame coverage. So North Carolina, Kansas tonight, Uh, we gave our picks out earlier. Go ahead and rewind the video. You can go back to the very beginning. That's where we give out our picks on that. With that said, you guys take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully... All of your picks cash this evening and this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas?